Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Yeah. I was really drunk at the time. That's usually the excuse. <laughs> Pink Floyd and money. Lucky making a terrific observation at the beginning of that song. <laughs> you don't... What, what is that sound? Yeah. That, like a change going into a cash register. Is that the, it, it, now you'd have to start the song with like the, the beep from your debit card. When it's de- declined. <laughs> yeah, no, anybody under a certain age would know. <laughs> what the hell is that noise at the beginning of that song? It sounds like like we all grew up like the Fisher-Price coin yeah. uh, cash register. Actually, what happened to that? Speaking of Fisher-Price, I'm going to share a story with you about something. they uh, A toy that's been around forever that they've updated. But yeah, it's kind of like yesterday when we were uh, we played that little clip of Mitch Marner not knowing what the word encyclopedia meant. Right, yeah. Because, he, what is he, 21, 22 years old? Uh, 24 now, yeah. Is he, that what he, he just would have never have known uh, what an, ex, an encyclopedia is. Right. He goes, well, look at this big word. I'm not even going to try to say it. Yeah. So the same thing. Anybody his age would probably not know what that sound was at the beginning of Pink Floyd and, uh, and Money. Welcome to Rock Mornings. So uh, early on, very early on into the pandemic, of course, we, we really liked to uh, to get the uh, tears rolling and the soap opera music in the background. And whenever we pined for family members, you know, you'd hear people all the time, certainly on social media, just want to just want to hug grandma. I just got I just got a whole granny in my mm. arms. Just need to look in my aunt's eyes. My uncle, who means so much to me, I I can't see him during this time. And it's terrible. I. I'm heartbroken. Well, we have been allowed to gather again for what? Uh, about uh, eight weeks? Something like that? Three months, maybe? We're already fed up and irritated <laughs> by having to visit extended family members like the in-laws. <laughs> oh, It was a great excuse. Oh. It got us out of a lot of stuff Yeah, and that we, we just didn't want to do. It was, and this year is going to be brutal. Right. Like moving forward, uh, weddings you're going to get invited to, events that you miss, birthday parties for kids. Uh-huh. Oh, it is going to be a nightmare. <laughs> And I said it from the beginning. Enjoy this time. Uh huh. It's not going to be forever. What a great out. Can't see you over Christmas. Sorry. Catch you next year. Yeah. Now you're going to have to go through it. You're going to have to go to the mall if you like to go out and shop. Many people still going to you know order online, but all of that stuff. The, the company Christmas party, meeting up for right. drinks with friends, uh-huh. and we're all irritated again by it. The thing we couldn't live without. Now we. Want nothing to do with it again. And then you're going to start seeing people get irritated at the ones who don't show up to things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yep. They'll turn that right back around. Yeah, we're, we're, we're bothered by having to put gas in our car again. We're well, bothered about sitting in traffic. Well, have you have seen the price of gas? <laughs> My crack cocaine dealer yeah. is more switching, reasonable. Switching to gas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no money in this cocaine game no, anymore. I'm out of this. <laughs> the weed game's gone since the government took That's over. Right. I'm switching to gas. <laughs> Selling gas out of garbage bags <laughs> in the back of his... Oh, it's crazy. Like, I can't remember the last time it almost cost me $100 to fill up if I was empty. <laughs> hey, man, need a jerry can? <laughs> you know, the problem for me is now, the amount of gas I'm paying for is worth more than the car it's going into. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there comes a time when you stop filling up your car because yeah. you don't know if it'll make it through an entire <laughs> yeah. tank of gas. Yeah. Like, the guy at the gas station says, 
I would only go to half. Are you are you going to get through that? I remember Adrian had a car that died years ago, and like she had filled it the day before. Right. Oh and no. I was like no. No. <laughs> Premium. Yeah. They they give you like 50 bucks when they tow it from your driveway. I'm like, well, it's got 50 bucks in gas in it. Yeah, it's very true. It is very true. We're we're actually going out of town this weekend, and I think I might have to dip into my RRSPs (laughs) to pay for the gas. Anyhow, the other thing that we are not happy with that we were so passionate about early on in the pandemic is now we hate cooking again. Right. Remember early on, we were baking breads and we were doing all sorts of things. It's true. Now uh, that life is hectic again and you got places to go, if you have kids in sports or whatever it is, you know, you don't have time. So uh, cooking a meal is really getting in the way. Many of us are very confident in our cooking skills, but we only want to spend less than like 25 minutes on a meal and say, uh, you know, it usually takes more like an hour. I always find that with any recipe. It says, you know, 15 minutes of prep time and 20 minutes of cook time. And it's still two and a half hours later. Right. Anyhow, uh, yeah, we're, we're fed up with the cooking again. Loved it so much. Now we can't stand it. We are bored in our kitchen. You can't all those cookbooks you were buying people for Christmas. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Send them all back because <laughs> nobody wants them. The uh, stress of the pandemic made uh, people uh, drink a lot more last year. But we, you probably should have done and it probably would have helped your liver, is just scroll through funny memes on social media. This <laughs> new study found they actually make us less anxious in general. And so, and I think that's probably true. You know, we spend so much time on social media reading uh, all these uh, crazy posts and conspiracy theories and everybody arguing about whether it's real or not. Uh, so what researchers did was they showed one group of people a bunch of popular COVID memes like a picture of a uh, triumphant-looking baby with the caption, stayed home, saved lives. Meanwhile, another group saw other types of media. Later on, they were all asked to uh, rate how stressed they were about the pandemic, and the ones who saw the memes were coping much better. Oh. The author of the study says it shows how powerful humor is and how it can reframe the way we feel about stuff, even things, something as uh, serious as this pandemic. So, I love comedy. I really mm, do. Yeah. I don't, if you if somebody says that's not for me, I would never uh, trust that person. Right. Well, I mean, like, and and how rare to just kind of sit down and watch it or listen to it or go to it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, back when you you couldn't or comedy bars. I, I've I've always enjoyed it. Yeah, I haven't been to like a yuck yucks in a very long very time. long time. Yeah, I would uh, I would definitely enjoy an evening. It's not it's not something even. During COVID, and you're like, ah, what should we do this evening? It wasn't always something that popped up as an idea. Right. And there is one right in town here now. Uh, I would assume it's still open. I guess it was shuttered for a long time there with COVID. But, yeah, great little night out. A couple of drinks, watch some comedy. And I've always used it on, you know, long road trips as well. Kind of break things up if uh, if we're on the road for a long time. Yeah. Let's throw on a comedy album. Yeah, you know, I used to, uh, when I was doing a lot more driving, I would have uh, like Sirius and satellite radio and stuff because you could uh, listen to one thing the whole way if you wanted. And I used to enjoy the comedy channels. I didn't like the way necessarily they did the editing or the mixing because sometimes they take like, say, 90 seconds of a great, right. say, three or four minute bit. And that's all you'd get. And if you knew the bit, yeah. you get a little disappointed that they yeah, chop I, it I, up. I agree. I, before I do that, I, I prefer you know streaming it, right? Or, or I download the like the whole album and listen to it front to back. 
It's interesting now, speaking of comedy, how uh, some uh, other celebrities are uh, coming out against uh, Dave Chappelle and Closer. And Channing uh, Tatum has uh, kind of said, you know, he's a brilliant guy, but uh, what he said was harmful. And now the CEO of uh, Netflix, although they're not pulling it, he's kind of stepping back and saying, okay, I understand now why some of my employees were upset and we need to revisit that. Did you watch the rest of it? Yeah, watch it till the end. It was brilliant. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. He always is. Uh, you know, and it's, uh, we cannot sit and say, well, why are you offended? Because we don't, we've never lived that life. Right. It's yes. not for us to say. Yeah. Uh, some I, will find it offensive and, 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 uh, and they're uh, absolutely entitled to their opinion. Yeah. Um, and, or might be offended by it or, or not find it funny. And, and you're entitled to those opinions and, and, but not everything's for everyone either. Yeah. No, that's right. Yeah. And, you know, again, something like a Netflix special. Though, you know, the people in Detroit who went and paid to see him, they love Dave Chappelle. They paid. They got the night out off, you know, they got babysitters. They went, they saw the show. It, it, it can irritate me when somebody's skimming through their Netflix account and they stumble upon it and right. they start watching it. And now, all of a sudden, they're offended. Well, if you're not a Dave Chappelle fan going in, right. don't watch it. It's kind of the Bill Burr argument, right? Yeah. He's, he's said the same thing. I mean, don't watch two minutes of me and and yeah. if you don't like it think you understand who i am and that's what i do right and yeah. and you know people who come to the shows know that i'm going to offend them and they want that right whether so, or not that's right it's you know listen there's a lot of things that we do and pay money for that probably aren't necessarily right mm, yeah but in a free society if if that's your thing you can go pay and and, and watch that right. john stewart who's a very funny man was being asked about uh, the woke culture and the cancel culture and uh someone was asking him about it because they used bill maher as a reference who is every week now seems to be railing against cancel culture and, and the woke movement and john stewart had a, a terrific spin he said you know it's so funny to see all these comedians and and people who uh are in the media and have they have had the opportunity to share their opinion into a microphone and tell people what they think on all sorts of topics now getting upset that others are also sharing their opinion. Mm. He said, with social media, that's just par for the course. You're, now everybody has a chance to say what they feel. Right. It's an open, you know, so it's not really, in his mind, it's not really a cancel culture. It's not really a woke thing. It's just that so many of us now can say what we think. So the stage, you know, and I think the likes of Bill Maher and others who have had that stage to themselves. Right don't like the feedback you know yeah the, the only problem with that is that social media you know it, it can it can really pull people towards the wrong direction sometimes mm-hmm. in terms of you know yeah sure you have the right to go on and say i didn't enjoy that um you know that's 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 your opinion of things but then you know you you know, you, you get uh, a couple other people joining that movement, and then you get bots and stuff that are created that just kind of follow it around and share it. And then eventually it puts pressure on something like a Netflix mm. to, to to pull that sort of thing. Although we're not really sure how much pressure that really is and how people were really offended or they just retweeted something mm. that they read someone else had retweeted. I mean, on a much smaller level from a Dave Chappelle, you can look at what we do. We spend every day... And sharing our opinions on things. And people always, you know, they either come back to us through uh, texting or through social media and our Facebook page and tell us that they think we're complete morons and wrong or they agree with us 100%. Now, 
do we end up in arguments with some people off air? Yeah, it's happened a lot of times. We've gone back and forth because we do respond. But we're quick to not get offended, but but get uh, uh, angry. When really, they're just sharing their thoughts, as we have the ability to do through a microphone. Hmm. You know, I just thought John Stewart's opinion of that was, yeah, like, what makes you any more, why is your opinion or my opinion any better or more important or right compared to somebody else responding to us? Send your opinions to Craig at the FM. No, better at uh, Doug <laughs> at the FM. Do you remember the Fisher Price phone? The old white and red handled phone. It had the dial and everything. It came out in like the 60s and every yeah. kid in the 80s, right? So the it's 90s. On wheels at one point? I think so. It had a face on it, I believe. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, it's got a major upgrade. It can now make real phone calls. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Fisher Price is selling a new Bluetooth version. It looks just <laughs> like the classic toy, but pairs with your smartphone. So you or your kids can use it to make actual phone calls. It's still got the classic rotary dial that spins around, so you can have fun teaching your kids what that's all about. And a man's voice says each digit out loud when you dial, so you can learn your numbers as well. Wow. Costs about 60 bucks. You can still buy the original, the non-Bluetooth kid version for $10, but what kid wants that one? You know what? I would say it's the more important one. It's better, like As a parent, you gotta, you have to teach your kids... What the hell a phone actually is for? <laughs> so they can use it when you're having a stroke and they yeah. got to call 911? That, and so that when you're on your phone, yeah. they realize <laughs> that they're not in the conversation yeah. with you. They have a tough time with that. They really do struggle yeah, with weird. seeing someone talking on the phone. You know why? It's because they're so self-absorbed. Yes. They're, they're the most ignorant human beings on the planet. <laughs> like... Boys and girls, children, they, they are just, it's just me, 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 me. Mommy, get off the floor. I need lunch. You know, this they don't they don't understand anything that's going around. Yeah. They they become teenagers and that that part of their makeup still it doesn't arrive till they're probably in their twenties. Their smell and stink comes in around the age of twelve or thirteen. Their ability to read a room doesn't arrive till about 22 or 23. Some never get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, just, I, I just find it amazing sometimes. Like, you'll be on the phone. And listen, I, I get it. Sometimes we have earbuds in mm. or, you know, some you're using some Bluetooth speaker. It's not quite so obvious. But how many times you'll be holding on to a phone yeah. and holding it to your ear. Yeah. And they just walk in, full-on conversation oh, yeah. starts. Like, just, yep. just a second. Give oh, me yeah. a minute. I remember having to, uh, like, book phone time. I'd be like, okay, boys, daddy's got to make a call. Yeah. <laughs> I need you to shut up for 10 minutes. They would last 90 seconds. Well, this is a real drag. There's a uh, farmer in the U.S. He uh, grew a 2,520-pound pumpkin, which would have been the heaviest growing in the country. It also would have earned him a prize of more than 20 thousand dollars but it was disqualified due to an imperfection there was a tiny fingernail size crack that developed due to internal pressure which you think would happen on a 2,000 pound pumpkin right yeah that pumpkin's blood pressure must have been through the roof (laughs) um so uh they found this little uh crack uh, because of the pumpkin's large size and the awkward way it was growing so he had one he had the money almost in pocket until one of the damn judges saw that imperfection. Oh. 
He's not that upset, though. He says, I'll get at it again next year. He says, there's no crying in the pumpkin growing. So he's a, he's a strong farmer, which you have to be anyhow. You be a farmer or anything like that. you got to be a strong man, woman, human being. Can't be fragile in that business. And obviously this gentleman is not. Now, what the hell do you do with a 2,520-pound pumpkin? <sighs> what a waste. I, I have no idea. Because I wouldn't want that thing, anything around. Imagine the smell of that rotting. And cutting it open and, and cleaning oh. it out. You drown. You drown in it. Go, where, where did Lucky go? I'd be dead. Yeah. I would throw up so many times. How many candles would it take to light up oh. a 2,500-pound pumpkin? It'd be cool. I mean, it would look great on the front lawn. I wonder what he'd charge for that. Like, you know, at the grocery store, your average pumpkin's, what, $4, $5? Right. <laughs> How much for your $2,500 pumpkin? <laughs> That'll be... Put the kids to live in it for Halloween. <laughs> yeah, you could. He'd probably charge you the twenty grand he lost. Yeah. That's probably what it cost you to buy it off him. On the line, Teddy Reader, Helinda's Meets. Good morning, Ted. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Lucky. Morning, Teddy. How are you? Not too shabby. Yeah? Not too shabby. Life is yeah. fun. Life is good. Life is tasty. It certainly is. You make it tasty. Are Teddy. you living the dream, though? I, I'm never <laughs> sure about that answer. More of a nightmare. Yeah, my, my dream's like a tsunami. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ted, uh, recently, as we get into the cooler weather, um, I, uh, you know, you start like eating heartier things and hotter things, chilies, uh, soups, this kind of stuff. But I uh, recently. Uh, uh, had a, a baked potato, did some baked potato uh, with dinner, which I hadn't done in a very long time. And I used to go old school where you just wrap it up in tin foil, put some holes in it, throw it in the oven. Um, but then I read somewhere about um, uh, baking them just uh, unwrapped, but with um, kosher, coarse salt kind of all packed on top of it. Not a lot, just kind of a, a few sprinkles and olive oil. And then when you get them out of the oven, oh, my God, are they tasty because as you cut into them, anything with a baked potato is you got to put toppings on them or inside. Right. It gets a little boring, right? But when you cut into them and you eat the skin and everything, every time you take a bite of both the potato and the skin, you got that salt taste, which was really, really nice. And, uh, and I know that you're an expert when it comes to potatoes and doing all sorts of different things with them on the grill. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the salt is a nice touch, and you rub it down the, uh, scrub the potato, mm -hmm. then brush it with a little bit of olive oil or vegetable oil, canola oil is fine, and then some kosher salt on the outside, and then bake it. You can bake it in your grill, or you can bake it uh, in, your, in your oven. You can also uh, take a little bit of a shortcut if you don't have a lot of time, is take that potato and nuke it for a few minutes. Okay. okay. Then brush the outside with a little bit of olive oil, and you take it out to your grill. And so if you nuke it for like three to four minutes of potato, it's almost done. Mm. And then you go out to your grill, and you can put it in there and crisp up the skin in about 15 minutes instead of 45 minutes. Okay. And then you're done. Nice. Yeah, I right? think... Like, the microwave helps with certain things, mm -hmm. um, but I mean, with the mighty potato, you can do a thousand and one things on them. Mm -hmm. I, I think Ted, one of the things I I like to say I don't like them because I think I'm just too lazy to make them. Mm. But anytime they come on a platter, I destroy them, and that would be the potato skins. Mm -hmm. What uh, what's a Ted Reader potato skin look like? Oh, it definitely. Uh, so you take a nice big baker potato, bake them, 
pull them out, let them cool, cut them in half, scoop out the potatoes, save that mixture on the inside, and you can use it for something later, mash them or whatever you want, um, and you may take your skins. Now, the key to a good potato skin is getting that skin extra, extra crisp. Mm-hmm. So if you got an air fryer, you can brush them with a little bit of oil and then pop those skins into the air fryer to get them crispy. And then it's the toppings that go into that skin. Because you don't, you want to make a nice boat, but you want some crunch. Right. You want the crunch to come from the skin on the outside, but also on the inside. So you want that part to be crispy. And then I would take some of our brisket, a little bit of shredded brisket, <laughs> some finely diced onion, a little bit of jalapeno, maybe uh, just, a, just a hint a little bit of mustard in there, just a drop if you okay. like mustard. Mm-hmm. All right, throw in some cheese, mix it all together, pack that into your potato skins, and then bake them in the oven. Very good. I and mean, your classic, uh, and it's a, it's a, it's one you uh, you've been doing for a long time. Is the uh, is the baseball potato and the barbecue right where it all gets nice and soft and hot inside and crusty on the outside, and then you top it with. Uh, you know, barbecue sauce or cheese or whatever you you want to put on it. Well, the, the the coolest thing about doing a potato is that if you have an injection syringe, so when you bake that potato, before you cut open it and put or pour all your cold toppings on top yeah. of it, fill that injection syringe with a little bit of melted butter, and then inject that butter into the potato before you open it up. Wow! And now you have butter running throughout the whole inside of it. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Then open it up and it's already creamy and buttery on the inside and you're going, oh my God, that's a potato. It's like American pie, but it's a potato. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to eat that potato now, Teddy. <laughs> um, so here, here's a question about the salt thing. Because uh, recently with Thanksgiving, uh, I did the dry uh, brine with the, the bird and used the, the salt. And now, of course, doing this potato thing in the oven with the salt. And reading about it, I don't think I ever realized that there is a huge difference between your regular everyday table salt and like a, a, a kosher salt or, uh, or, or, or a sea salt and that you're not supposed to brine things with just table salt. What's, why is table salt not good for, say, brining or rubbing on something that you should always go with a coarse kosher or, well, it- or better salt? It's not pure. It's iodized. It has iodine in it. And so it's not a pure salt. And you want a pure salt. And and there are so many different varieties of flavors of salt that you can utilize. Mm. Kosher salt is clean and natural. And it is... Salt is meant to enhance the flavor of food. And so you don't want to overpower it with with too much salt. You want to maintain that the salt is there to help bring out more flavor out of the food. And that's the key. Just a nice, clean, pure salt. Salt is salt, right? It it doesn't go bad. And it's, you know, it's a, you know, and (laughs) nothing lives in it. Right. Mm. So it's always clean. Right? You right. Can, you can, you know, nothing survives in that stuff. It's salt. There's <laughs> nothing there. My insides right? aren't surviving because of it, actually, Teddy. <laughs> You're being pickled, but it's not from the salt. <laughs> All right, you salty dog. If people want to talk grilling, Teddy, how do they get a hold of you, pal? Ah, you're going to find me at Ted Grills. That's the easiest place. It'll be tasty. Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.